to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. I am so excited you're here for today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mind Your Hormones. I can't even tell you how many people ask me about where I went to my holistic nutrition schooling, where I got certified, did I like the school, like all the things because you got so interested in holistic health, you want to learn more about it, maybe you want to go back to school for it, you're just curious of where I went to school, which I went to the Energetic Health Institute, and today I was like, who better to have on the show then the director of the Energetic Health Institute, my main teacher who I learned everything from on our show today, Dr. Henry Ely. We call him Dr. H. He is the founder of and the executive community director for the Energetic Health Institute, which is where I went to school. He holds a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. He has a bachelor of science in mechanical engineering from UCLA, which he talks about like his previous life before he got into naturopathic medicine. He's a board certified in holistic, he is board certified in holistic nutrition by the NANP. I mean, like he is absolutely freaking amazing. And we get into so many awesome topics that I know you're going to love. And I know today is a longer than usual episode, but he, his brain is just so huge. And some of the things are a little bit more sciencey than kind of how I usually break it down for you. But I did my best to kind of like break it down, have him break it down a little bit further for you. So I can't wait for you to hear this. What we dive into is really his holistic philosophy, how the body actually functions, like what is going on inside our body and how he healing occurs and how healing is really not that different from person to person because we all have a human body that's functioning very similarly um, and why that's like really important to know about how the actual body is functioning. We talk about the importance of supplementation. We talk about COVID and vaccines and pregnancy and babies. We talk about fasting. So it's really, really robust and comprehensive. And I want to say before we get into this, take what makes sense to you and leave what doesn't. There are controversial things that are talked about in here about COVID, about vaccines, and I always want to just bring you different points of view so you can hear other perspectives, see what else is out there and take what makes sense for you and leave what doesn't. This is not to tell you whatever you do is right or wrong. Um, it's always just to give you a different perspective. So I cannot wait for you to dive into this. Um, before we get into it, I do want to let you know that Dr. H and the Energetic Health Institute is giving you guys a, spe a special offer for those of you who want to learn more about holistic nutrition. They have a course called The Art of Cellular Healing, and I will put all the information in this in the show notes he talks about it a little bit on the, in the episode but if you want to join that you get a hundred dollars off the art of cellular healing course when you use code corinne 100 i will put all this in the show notes i know some of you are so interested in going back to school for holistic nutrition um this isn't over for the full course for the full you know training this is just one of their courses but it's really really amazing and all the details for it um will be in the show notes you could check it out if you're interested in it 
Um, okay, okay, I'm gonna stop talking because I know it's a long episode already, but I'm excited for you to dive into it. I cannot wait to hear what you think. Now let's get into today's episode with Dr. H. Okay, Dr. H, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I I just love you so much. You've changed my life in, I mean, trillions of ways. I, I can't even begin to imagine what my life would be like without EHI and all of your knowledge you've shared. My community is going to be obsessed with this conversation, so I cannot wait. Um, but before we dive into everything, I just want to give you a chance to introduce yourself, a little bit of your background, how you started the Energetic Health Institute. Give us a little rundown? Well, first of all, I, I love you too, uh, very much. <laughs> and I'm so excited to see what you're doing uh, post-graduation from the Energetic Health Institute. Um, this is the dream come true right here, seeing you all out there making a, a really incredible difference. And like we've always advertised, like making tomorrow amazing for so many mm. people. So thank you for what you're doing and, and this great this great venture that you've embarked upon. I, I wish it the ultimate success for you and your family. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So with with all that, you know, um, you know, set me up with a question again. I was just more thinking of yeah. <laughs> just wanting to pray. I always want to praise all of the graduates oh, and all it. the students. Um, <laughs> just your background, like how you got into this field, how you became a doctor, how you started Energetic Health Institute. <laughs> Um, well, I'm a, I'm a doctor of, of naturopathic medicine, and I've been a doctor of naturopathic medicine um, since 2003. I got into the healing arts in, in 2000, um, and I got into them the same way a lot of people come to the healing arts, which is um, the existing medical system wasn't working for me, uh, and uh, I had a, had a lot of bad experiences um, throughout my life up to that point. I knew I did... Uh, didn't want to deal with that system anymore. It didn't work for me. Um, and fortunately, you know, I, I, I stumbled upon a little small school in Santa Monica that sadly is no longer around, but I came in at this perfect time where there were PhD biochemists and, and well, world renowned authors on acupuncture and all working at this little school, teaching about shiatsu massage and, and nutrition <laughs> and things like that. It was just this perfect confluence and it was right by the beach in Santa Monica. And it was just this Amazing. glorious, glorious time. Right. Uh, so really blessed and fortunate in that way. Um, you know, I, I got into the, this, the same way most people do out of necessity, right. Mm -hmm. We're, there's something going on with us that we need, to heal. For me, it was um, severe uh, depression brought on by a, um, a very rough breakup. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we can all testify that, you know, and, and <laughs> when we're going through it, they suck, right? Yeah. But ultimately, you know, it, 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 when you get through it, you realize just how beautiful the journey was, especially, mm -hmm. you know, the, the good things about these relationships, right? So, um, I had a lot of healing to do on myself, uh, a lot of growth um, to do, and growth and healing, of course, go hand in hand. Um, but I had a lot, I had a lot to do, a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, personal improvements and spiritual improvements and and developments, and and to get on my path of of why I'm here and what my purpose really is. And um, this little school helped me do that. And I remember sitting in the classrooms like very early on, it might even been like the first or second class where I realized that this is what I want to do with the rest of my life, that I want to help people and I want to do it in a way that actually works in a natural way. Because mm -hmm. my belief system is that God has put everything we need right here with us to solve all these problems. It's that when we start playing God, 
that we end up getting in the way, you know, mm. of, of things. And, you know, I think that's what's so attractive to me about natural medicine is that it allows you to reconnect with something far greater than yourself without trying to assimilate that role. So to that end, uh, you've probably heard me mention at some point in time, I, I ask people regularly now, you know, how many people do you think I've healed in my career? You know, and, and a lot of people will say, oh, a couple hundred thousands, tens of thousands, you know, da, 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 da. and I'm like, nope, one. I've only healed one person, me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the that's the beauty of being a healer and, and having this ex this expertise, if you will, uh, in natural medicine is that there's a humility that comes along with it and a, and a gratefulness that comes along with it, that it, it's a it's a blessing to even be alive, you know, to exist at all. And it's an incredible experience to participate in someone else healing themselves, yes. you know, and, and giving them the information that you feel is going to really help them and connecting them with that information and then connecting them with the encouragement that goes along with the healing process so that they know they're not going through it alone. It's just this, it's this experience that will change you in the best of ways for the rest of your life. And I know you're having that experience now and it's just, it's addictive. It's a good that to be addicted to. Yeah. I love that because it's true. Like you can give people information, but it's up to them to heal themselves. And you always taught us that and gave us that power of you're the one who's healing yourself. And it is so empowering because especially in the field of medicine, it could be disempowering because you feel like there's no way out. You can't do anything about it. You have to take this pill. You got to do this. You got to do this or, you know, whatever it is, the rat race of especially the diet industry and all of that. Um, so I love that you said that. That's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you ended up doing this with your life. Um, so something that I talk about all the time because you taught us is how everything in our body is connected. And when you improve one thing, everything else improves, right? So you're always talking about that, um, how the mind is connected to the body, all of that. And really what I realized on my journey too, is once I started changing my nutrition, it actually really got me deeper into my spirituality. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just was my experience. Can you just talk about like, really, what does that mean? And how does that actually work when everything actually is connected and that when you're improving one function of your body, it's going to eventually improve other things. Like, can you just talk about that? Sure. Sure. Well, I, I think the first thing we want to understand is the structural design of the human body because it, it teaches us a lot. Um, the things that always fascinate me, uh, Corinne, are that we have um, uh, something somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, I think it's 75 trillion trillion cells. It's always estimates who would ever actually know. Right. And of course, the bigger you are, the more cells you're going to have. But it's this, it's this ridiculous number. And when you wow. start thinking about how many biochemical reactions are occurring every split second, every blink of an eye, mm. you know, it's like this basically works right, you know, right. the entire time. Now to monitor that, we have the about 600 miles of, of nervous system, you know, extending through all parts of the body. And to deliver oxygen and nutrients and carry away waste, we have roughly about 60 to 100,000 miles of blood vessels to do this. And this is all within us, right? I mean, it's feeding crazy. all these cells, it's crazy, right? And, <laughs> and these, you know, you have these 
beautiful red blood cells. And you have about 30, 20 to 30 trillion red blood cells that carry oxygen and, uh, and, and pick up carbon dioxide and things. So it's like when, when the system is clean, it works really, really well. So what, what, what I've been teaching lately on is I just designed a class called the Art of Cellular Healing at the Energetic Health Institute. And the basic thing with that was there's such an incredible gap between what people really need to know to maintain their health and participate in that process and what people actually know. Yeah. And, and if we take people through the entire holistic nutrition certification, if they want to be professionals like you and, mm-hmm. and do this additional work, that's great. I'm so glad we have it as our flagship program, but that takes time. And a lot mm-hmm. of people that are suffering right now don't have that time to do that, let alone maybe even the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. So what we so what we do is we we created a course and we're accelerating that process and making sure we're talking to people in regular language. You know, I don't want to talk over anybody's head. I want people to really get what they're doing because it's a simple thought process. Um, the body is basically an antenna, right? The body is basically this ability that has the ability to receive information. And that's what you're alluding to when you got cleaner, when your diet gets cleaner, when your diet's in alignment with, with what it needs, Mm -hmm. then what happens is the environment around each and every cell is cleaner. The environment around each and every cell has more nutrients available for it. And when you give the cell that environment, a really strong alkaline environment uh, with great nutrient availability, cells show you something that they are designed to heal and they do a great job of maintaining health in in the right environment it makes sense if we lived in filth and squalor and trash <laughs> all day long not only we're going to feel bad but ultimately it's going to take its toll on our physical health right, right. it's the same thing for a cell cells have feelings mm, right and yes. we we are made of cells cells have feelings so when they're in a putrid environment because we aren't paying nearly enough attention to what's going into our mouth, what we're breathing, when we're putting chemical after chemical after mm. chemical in, the only result can be that the cell has to adapt to the new cellular environment that it's in. Mm. And so what the cell will do instead of promoting life, will go into protection of life and really working on surviving that toxic environment and not be so focused on promoting a healthy experience. And how do we see this? It comes out in our emotional state and our mental affect and how we interact with each other. It is incredible to me over the last 20 plus years working with students like yourself as you go through and you watch students get healthier because we teach at the school. You learn by doing right. Mm-hmm. And so you get to feel the, the, the things that you're learning. And as you start feeling yourself getting healthier physically, it's incredible how often we see people sleep improving, weight balancing out. Um, we see people getting happier. Oh, well, that's a dangerous thought. You know? um, and, and we see people digesting better. I mean, it's just you start seeing this. So the question becomes, well, what did we do? Because it's a little different for everybody else. It's like, no, it's not really different for right. anybody. Right. There are set principles that we follow at each step of the way. And when people put the work in to take responsibility for their health and their experience in this gift that we call life, what ultimately happens for the people that are willing to do the work is success. And we see that over and over and over again, because all we've really done is we have helped that person create the optimal cellular environment for the cell to do what it does best. 
After that, I'm out of the equation. It's between them and God. And that relationship always seems to work as well. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I've heard recently a lot of people making God into a bad word. You know, I've actually had some people <laughs> say to me, you know, Dr. H, I like what you're saying, but you do say God too much. And I, I look at them and I just laugh and I'm like, listen, man, if God ever becomes a bad word, help heaven, help us all. Right. I'm going to always, seriously. I have studied the human body deeply. And mm -hmm. the more you study the human body, the more you see faith is a factor, the more you see that, because we think about what we take for granted. We take for granted that every time we take a breath, that oxygen that's coming in is going to bind to red blood cells. Red blood cells are going to offload carbon dioxide, and they're going to carry that oxygen to cells for the production of energy. We take that for granted. Yeah. Without that process, folks, life as we know it would not exist. It's something that we shouldn't take for granted. It's something that we should understand and understand that everything we do can influence that process being efficient and happy and amplified, or it can take us away from supporting that essential sacred process that goes in our body every day. Oh, really I love simple. it. Yeah. And I, I love how you explain that. Like, it's not that different for everybody. I feel, I feel like some people think like they... You know, obviously there's ways to personalize healing, of course, um, but it, the body is the body. And when you're talking about improving cellular health, I love how you said, like, you know, there are universal things that are going to support everybody, which makes it feel a little less daunting for people that they feel like, oh, I have to do all these crazy things like on my own and all of that. So obviously this podcast, we talk a lot about fertility and menstrual cycle health and all of that. When you are talking about, you know, supporting cellular health, how does that relate to your fertility? Because, for example, some people listening will have PCOS, some will have endometriosis, some will have unexplained infertility, and they've been, you know, trying to get pregnant and they have not been able to, and they have just been told to go on, you know, Clomid or start IVF or, you know, do all these things. Um, so what is your hormone philosophy and... Mm -hmm. And then like a side piece of that is what is the most important thing when it comes to fertility and having a healthy cycle in your professional like experience? Mm -hmm. Well, these are, these are certainly fantastic questions and I know they affect so many people, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, what do we, what do we all want to experience for the most part, this incredible experience of continuation of life, you mm -hmm. know, and especially for a woman, I, I can't think of a more sacred event than, a baby developing within you. It's you know wild. I mean? A part of it's got to, you're saying it's got, it's got to be a wild experience. I, <laughs> won't, I won't know what that ever feels like, but it looks pretty cool, you yeah. know, from where I'm standing. You know, I, I, I think the first thing that we have to do is unlearn a lot of what we've learned. Mm. You know, a lot of what we've been taught has been taught to us by people who seek to profiteer off of our lack of knowledge. So we have to accept and adopt their thought processes. So the first thing I, I like to do with folks is like, I'll, I'll play a game with you and, you know, your audience, please play along with me a little bit. Right. How many how many arms do you have? Two. How many how many fingers? Ten. How many toes? Ten. And are your eyes above your nose or below? Above. Oh, wow. yeah. They're next to above. Next yeah, I to, guess. you know, at the top of the <laughs> roof. Yeah. You know, right. And 
we're we're all basically designed the same. Right. All right. There isn't a huge variation size. Sure. Abnormalities occur. Errors of, during, you know, the gestational process occur. Right. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying they don't, but I'm saying basically we're all the same. We are far more alike than we could ever be different. When, mm-hmm. when you really study the body, the only two things that really separate us visually, uh, you know, um, is number one, uh, uh, a chromosome, <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you, did you get an X or Y? We, we all got an X. Did you, that second one, is it an X or a Y, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, and then we have our Down syndrome folks that have, you know, a third and, you know, so there's some, some variance in there, but basically we have two chromosomes, X, 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 Y, right? Mm-hmm. Female or male, right? Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So that's one difference. And then the other difference is typically skin tone. Mm-hmm. And skin tone is dictated by how the body expresses one amino acid known as tyrosine. Mm. <laughs> so we really are not very different. Okay. Mm. And then, so, so if we have that basic understanding, we're starting on now the process of unlearning what we've learned. And the thing that they teach us is we're all so different. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And I, I just, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. Every time I hear that, it's like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, we all like good food. We all want to make sure our <laughs> kids are, you know, healthy and happy and progressing. You know, we love hugs for the most part. You know, um, every who doesn't love a puppy video? Oh, you know, that's really cute. Right. I mean, <laughs> we are far more alike than we could ever be different. So one of the things that they've convinced us of is that there are thousands of different of pathologies. Mm. Right. And I just don't believe that anymore. I've studied medicine and pathology and everything for so long you know it's like yeah when you first are taught you you buy into this because that's the known information that's being presented to you but i think it's also important when you're when you're going through a learning process to challenge that information and to challenge and ask questions like is is that really right because I'm, I'm you're asking me to lock in a neurologic synaptic pathway that I'm not sure I want to lock in here because unlearning is very hard. Learning is easy. Unlearning, very, very difficult, Mm. right? Because of how our nervous system is designed. So, you know, I start questioning things early on. Of course, that pisses a lot of people off, but (laughs) that's their own journey, right? And especially when I'm paying gobs of money to ask questions, I want to ask every question I'm supposed to ask. (laughs) And, you know, what you what you come to find out is I, I, I started out before medicine, I uh, started out as an engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have a degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, let me see it, one of those two things up there. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the engineering side of me looks for similarities. We, we look, we think in terms of systems, we think in terms of, of commonalities. Where do I see things that make sense? And it helps with the process of connecting dots, right? So I brought that education into my education for medicine because I, mm. I need to organize things. Right. So, so what you're alluding to is our foundational, um, in your original question, you're, you're alluding to our foundational teaching concept, which is called the cycle of influencing energy, how we're mm. all connected. And what we have are five very important parts of us that are all connected. The first being emotion, Emotion is our common language, right? Love feels like love across the board. Anger feels like anger. Well, we're more alike than we are different, right? Mm -hmm. Now, emotion is going to influence our anatomy. How do I know? Because when we get happy, we smile. When we get sad, we, you know, tear up, right? It influences anatomy. Anatomy is going to influence physiology. 
Physiology is going to influence biochemistry. That's what's going on at the cell level. And then cells produce energy. So that influences the energetics. And then the energetics influence emotion, right? And this is how basically the body's connected. Now, that cycle of influencing energy is neither good nor bad. It's just how we are all connected. The more good things you do, the better that cycle works in your favor. The more destructive things you do for the cell and, and your life, the worse that cycle goes for you. <laughs> we hope you decide to change that around. Yeah. But that's pretty, much, that's, that's pretty much the simplicity of it. So if we take that thought process that we're all basically the same, there's very small differences. Are we all unique? Yes. Are we all different? No. You see, that's mm. the little fine point yeah. I like with, you know, yes, we're all unique, beautifully unique, right? But we're more alike than we could ever be different. Mm. And if we take that as our foundational, what that does is now we look at pathology. And in pathology, they want, us, they want to convince us, and let me see if my pathology book is still here. Uh. <laughs> No, I, I, it's in one of my boxes in, in the garage. I haven't pulled that out yet. Okay. But the, it, it's a book this thick of things that can go wrong with the human body. Oh, my God. And it, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> and you just go, wait a minute. You know, there, you can't have that many things go wrong with the human body. Yeah. That's not how it works. So we, what I started doing years ago is I started looking at um, symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. And I started looking for an engineering, commonality and symptoms. What, which, which pathologies have the same symptoms? Because that starts giving me information on, on what treatment approach is likely going to be successful. Well, guess what I found out in this exploration? There is one symptom that is common to almost every single pathology known to man. And that single symptom is? Fatigue. Maybe? Fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> well, now what that gives us is a Rosetta Stone. Mm. Gives us a Rosetta Stone that, okay, I don't have to worry about treating 10,000 different pathologies. Like, like each single one is a different treatment process. No, right. it's That's not. That's so overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not. It's the same treatment approach for all of them. If you go by principles instead of protocols. And what that starts out with, and this is where it gets relevant for menstrual disruption and things like that, what it brings us to is an understanding of what is the foundation of therapeutic intervention. Mm -hmm. In my professional opinion, the foundation has to be energy production. Because without energy production, ATP, otherwise known as chi or prana, depending on which culture you're in, (laughs) if without that, without that essential molecule of magic that is created in our cells every single moment of every day we're alive life ceases to exist fatigue comes up and fatigue is the warning sign that that process is being impacted Mm. so that's why every single pathology has fatigue associated with it because it's telling us it's not really ten thousand different pathologies it's one pathology fatigue so we address that now. The, the mighty mitochondria, as you always the, say. The, the mighty mitochondria, it comes, that's why we're the Energetic Health Institute. Yes. I'm like, it's kind of in the name. Yeah. So if I, if I have a graduate out there that's like, yeah, you know, Dr. H was all, all right, but I'm not going to give anything to the mitochondria. I'd be like, you've learned it's everything. nothing. Yeah, it's it's like everything. the first thing we learned. And, 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 how, and, I, and I drill it into you so oh, many times always. throughout 
What's the correct answer if you ever didn't know anything at the school? I was school? just going to say it was always the mitochondria. No, it was mitochondria. Like it's mitochondria. <laughs> it's always partial credit. <laughs> You're always going to get, yeah, that's about 95% home there. That's an A, you know, yeah. it wasn't exactly right, but it's right, it's kind of right. to throw time. it in there. My God. So <laughs> the first thing in terms of if we take a principal approach instead of a protocol approach, then what we end up doing is we're saying we understand that the body is more alike than it can ever be different. We understand that the same thing I do here from a principal standpoint is going to work for other people. Mm -hmm. And what we have is ultimately an incredible faith that with energy, the body will start to establish, reestablish its homeostatic balance, right? And so when I look at treatment plans from now around the world, from doctors around the world. I'm really blessed in that way. I've, I've gotten to that point where people trust what I'm saying mm-hmm. enough. They've seen work enough to go, okay, maybe this crazy long haired, big forehead and <laughs> nut job knows what he's <laughs> talking about. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, listen, the first thing I look for are how is in a treatment plan is how you are treating, what are you doing for mitochondria? And if I don't see that, then that's my first thing. I can tell you right off the bat why a treatment is going to work or not going to work based upon your either dedication to therapeutically working with mitochondria or paying them no attention and assuming that they're just fine. Right. right? So when we talk about um, this specific issue with menstrual uh, dysregulation, infertility, Mm-hmm. The foundation is still the same. And it's the same whether we're talking about Hashimoto's, infertility, you know, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. heart, you know, heart conditions, neurologic. It doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Until you have energy being produced at the cell level, you've got nothing to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we have to start there. Now, the second thing we're learning, and we've learned a lot through, I've, been, I've spent the last year plus working with severely injured people from the from the COVID shots, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that is a real thing. It's not in their head. It's a very real thing. I just had a guy yesterday on our free clinic, which we do every Tuesday. I just had a guy yesterday who had to get a mastectomy because he was diagnosed with breast breast cancer. After wow. getting All right. You can't make this stuff up. And I saw the pathology reports and everything. It's totally legit. Oh my so gosh. It's crazy stuff, right? Wait, so hold I definitely want to get into that, but before we go down that <laughs> rabbit hole, because I know yeah. it's going to be a bit, Yeah. when you're talking about improving the energy, and that's like the most important for whatever your issue is, yeah. For someone who's listening, what can that look like? Like, what can they do to start that process? Like, are you talking, you know, like supplements and therapeutic range? Like, what are like maybe mm-hmm. like two things that you would say, like, this is really important to make sure you start getting your energy in that right direction, just so they can kind of like put the pieces together. Right, right. Well, we have three stages we take patients through now. And I think we've kind of really simplified this. The first is establishing uh, energy production and stabilizing the pH of the cellular environment. The second is cleaning that cellular environment. And the third is then engaging the body's innate repair mechanisms known as autophagocytosis and then DNA repair. Like this is this is the process we can take everybody through. I'm very confident of seeing it working. So, I mean, it explains why on a deeper level, why what I've been doing for the last 23 years, 24 years works. Right. Right. So when the foundation of it is, though, right into your question, 
it's as simple as making sure that a person's taking a multivitamin <laughs> in therapeutic range. It's Bless. the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I, know. I know. And people are like, well, I want to try and do things like with just food alone. I'm like, take the supplement. Take like, the supplement. You can't right. get it all from your food. You can't. Now, maybe... <laughs> Maybe pre-industrial revolution, good practices where we didn't have as much chemical exposure and as much frequency pollution and and stress and other things going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, you you wouldn't need as much of the nutrient to perform a therapeutic amount. But we are in a different age. We're in the age of constant chemical bombardment, constant stress bombarded visually and and, and auditorially with the news and everything and family. It's like you can't get out of some of these conversations no matter yeah. how hard you try. Terrible. And then now we have a new thing with 5G and frequencies and, mm. and frequencies that have a definite impact upon the body. Uh, we have problems with geoengineering. Yeah, those little straight clouds you see in the sky, those aren't clouds. Those are man-made. Wow, um, yeah. So, so, you know, it, and it's like, you. Say, I say this stuff and I can tell you, I'm saying it and believe me, I sound to myself like a crackpot <laughs> sometimes, right? But it's like, I can't, I've studied this stuff. I can't deny anymore is its existence and I can't really be concerned about whether somebody thinks I'm crazy or not. I'm definitely crazy. So let me just help you with that. It, All it the just, best people are. Right. We're a little off, right? We're a little <laughs> off. But the, the thing is, the, the thing is this, it's as simple as making sure you're giving your mitochondria, the B complex and the micro minerals yes. it needs in therapeutic amounts. Right. Mm. So what I tell everybody to do, and I've been, uh, this is a broken record now for me, as many times as I've said, this is we check your multivitamin mm-hmm. and look for vitamin B5, otherwise known as panathenic acid. Mm-hmm. If, if there's at least 100 milligrams per serving, then I can tell you the other B-complex nutrients are likely in therapeutic range as well. That's the minimum 100 mm-hmm. milligrams per serving. But now you know you at least have the therapeutic amounts. Yes. You augment that with your diet, with your organic plant-based diet, because now when you take the supplement in with the food, your body doesn't care. Your body just sees it as, well, that food was really nutrient rich. Exactly. Right? And it's not a big deal, but you cannot. And you know this because you, you took the hundred dollar challenge. I've had a, <laughs> I've had a hundred dollar challenge up to every student for over 20 years to show me a meal that would produce the B complex necessary in therapeutic range for for healing. It's impossible to do it. That's, that's always been my, I let you all convince yourself that you (laughs) need to have a multivitamin. 50 avocados or something to get enough B vitamins. You got it. It's exactly (laughs) right. It takes, you have to eat 50 avocados every day, which is very cost prohibitive. Even if they're ripe, right? Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? a lot it can't be done and that's and that's okay because we have a solution for it but we we can't force an ideology on our physiology and so Mm. if the ideology is well god gave us everything we need you're right he did and sometimes it's encapsulated Mm -hmm. so just take the capsule take the multivitamin and do it i will tell you this folks i have been working with patients for over 23 years i've been teaching for over 23 years there isn't one patient I've ever worked with that hasn't been on a multivitamin as the foundation of whatever therapeutic intervention I'm going to do. Mm. It's one of the secrets to my success, and it is so easy. It makes me look a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> and what it does is it helps accelerate the healing process because when mm. the cells have all the nutrients they need to produce energy, 
then what happens next is enzyme performance at the cell level starts to accelerate. Some of those enzymes are for metabolism, some are for detoxification, some are for uh, cell replication and other and other features within the cell. But when this, all of those enzymes are energy dependent, so when you give the cell everything it needs to produce energy, oxygen, and then all of these nutrients, and then of course a, a fuel source, glucose or a lipid or an amino acid, when you give the cell everything it needs to produce energy, it produces energy magnificently well, mitochondria do. And then that energy is used for enzyme production. The enzyme production accelerates biochemical um, uh, reactions within the cell. So the cell becomes incredibly efficient and fast. Okay, I wanted to take a quick little pause in this episode. I know, like I said, it can get a little sciencey, but it's such important information, and Dr. H explains it in a really powerful way. So I hope that you are loving this episode. And as you just heard, we were talking a lot about supplementation. And of course, you've heard me talk about this so many times, but I wanted to make sure that if you are someone who you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I really want to up my supplement game. I really want to make sure that I'm taking proper supplementation that I know what I'm taking is actually supporting me, that has a therapeutic range, the brands that are important, the different vitamins that I need to take, the timing, the dosages, what's best for PCOS, what's best for endometriosis, what's best for safely stopping birth control, what's best for being pregnant, what's best for your fertility, what's best for your male partner. All of that is what I cover in my supplement masterclass. It's always available for you. It is $111. I will have the link in the show notes for you. It's so powerful. You get all the different protocols that I just talked about. There's different videos for each one. So you could just watch whatever one is in the stage of life that you're in, what you need. And anytime I update it, I up you get access to it. You purchase it once and you get access to it for forever. There are guides in there. You could print out. You could put it on your cabinet so you remember what to take and when to take it all the things. I just wanted to make sure you know that that is available for you. So the link for that is in the show notes. And of course, if you're listening to this and you're like, I actually want to go deeper than supplementation. I want to really learn how to heal my body. I want to learn how to do a step-by-step approach of how to support my period and getting off birth control and uh, having a pain-free period or activating your fertility, all the things, you know, the mind your hormones about that is always available for you as well. Um, obviously, if you want to go back to school for holistic nutrition, I highly recommend the energetic Health Institute. But if you're not interested in going back to school for two years and getting a certification and you want to take the course that I created with all the knowledge that I have from the Energetic Health Institute and all the personal research I have done and professional research I've done on hormone health, the Mind Your Hormones Method is there for you. Um, The link is in, again, the show notes for you to apply with all the information. But I wanted to let you know about that and the supplement training. If you do join the Mind Your Hormones Method, the supplement training is part of that, just so you know. Okay, that is it for now. Check the show notes for all the details. But let's get back into today's show. And this is why, Corinne, good news. One of our other graduates, Moria uh, in Israel, uh, treated is treated to do and took visual evidence of it every day of a ulcer the size of a hand on wow. the guy's leg. It healed up in 28 days. I have I've sent it out to all these doctors that I know now around oh the world. My gosh, They are blown away by this. And I'm like, yes, this is because we don't practice protocols, we practice principles. Principles of how the body is designed to heal. And the body, once you give the body what it needs, it is a self-correcting homeostatic organism. It will fix itself. You just got to give it what it needs to do the job. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. So, all right. So that's the one piece you said the, um, 
the multivitamin for a therapeutic range, that's like part one. You said there were three parts. What's part two for the energy? So, so now when you have the building blocks for energy, the next thing you really want to be concerned with is just getting stability in the pH. See, the, the cells like to be in a slightly alkaline pH of really about 7.4, you know, somewhere in there. Now, it's it's you can extrapolate a little bit from doing urinalysis on pH and things mm. like that. Um, and that's I was talking with Dr. Robert Young, who's done the most work on this, uh, you know, earlier than year. And he was like, listen. You basically, if your urine, your urine pH, they keep saying it should be 6.5 or lower, like 5.5 to 6.5 is normal. Mm. Well, we're not seeking normal. We're seeking optimal. Yes. And, and, oh. and, he said, and he says what your pH for your urine should actually be above seven. Mm, and when okay. your pH is above seven, it's very close to what the interstitium, the interstitial fluid around the cell would be. So we get that stable. And when you get that stable and alkaline, when you have nutrients in it that are stable and the environment still alkaline, now you get system stability across the board. So now the person's not going to be declining no matter what the pathology supposedly is, right? And we that get take, that more alkaline environment from the supplements and then from the organic plant-based nutrition. Bam, okay. Bam. Especially eating something green every day because yes. chlorophyll is going to play a huge role in the alkalizing process for the body. Then what that does is it sets the stage for the next the next stage of, of healing, of the healing process, which is going to be really cell detoxification because cells, especially adipose tissue, fat cells, will hold on to fat-soluble waste, which most of this pollution is, mm. for a long time, indefinitely, really. Mm. So we have to make sure they have the energy to um, detoxify from that, to basically make the substance that that is caustic is toxic to the cell inert and then basically the cell poops it out into the interstitium into the fluid around the cell and then it gets taken up by you know veins and then it goes to our our organs of, of filtration liver and kidneys and and gets urinated or, or pooped out um and so we, we get we we have that whole process that's the second th stage and so energy production number one System stability, um, you know, pH stability is part of that, number one. Okay. Number two is about detoxifying the cell. We have a great program on cellular detoxification we've been mm -hmm. taking students through for years. And it, it, it's phenomenal how many, it's phenomenal what percentage of students who go through that program have an incredible experience. Mm. It's, it's easily in the 95 percentile and up, you know, every Amazing. single time. Right. And then what that does, Corinne, is it sets the stage for something that we are teaching a lot more on now in this uh, age of, of COVID mm. and that is autophagocytosis. I've, I've been banging the drum since 2020 on the importance of fasting mm. uh, for, and really long before 2020 um, I've been banging that drum on, look, we have to periodically let our bodies be hungry the body is, again, a self-correcting homeostatic organism, but it's also a bioaccumulating organism. So if we're constantly putting things in and some of those things aren't good, they bioaccumulate. And then the body says, well, I can't keep them in circulation because they're too injurious to the cells. Mm -hmm. So it has to store them somewhere. So where does it store them? It stores them in the fat tissue and in the fascia. And that's mm -hmm. where we see people having skin problems and their skin being really tender. Insensitive mm. and things like that. it's a sign of acidity. Mm. 
in the tissue usually and typically brought on by chemical pollution. So we got to get that stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be a bioaccumulating organism <laughs> except of, of love, right? Accumulating right. Love, right? And share that. So we, we get that stuff out. And then what that does is it sets the stage for fasting. Now, now the body is ready for fasting, ready for the most advanced natural healing that exists, which is us just simply being hungry. And the body will go into autophagocytosis. And during autophagocytosis, as it starts to peak, there's another final benefit, or I shouldn't say final, but another benefit that we know of. And that benefit is DNA repair. Mm. And it's at that point that when you're fasting, when you're not worrying, your body's not worried about detoxifying, your body's not worried about metabolizing your body. And when you're fasting, really isn't too worried about cell replication either. Everything kind of just goes into uh, into uh, suspended animation a little bit in the cell level, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the process of autophagocytosis and DNA repair. And that's where we can access this tremendous gift that we've been given. Our bodies are beyond designed to heal. Mm-hmm. We just have to give them the nutrients and the ability to do so. The ability being ultimately letting yourself be hungry for a couple of days. And you know what's really cool about it? When you do that, and we definitely don't want moms expecting doing it or moms breastfeeding. I was just going to say, what are their contraindications? Definitely not someone who's pregnant. (laughs) Definitely not there. But But when you're able to do it, one of the benefits of it is that you get to see really how slow time can move. You know, you get a chance to slow down, um, tremendously and you get to reignite a passion for eating again, so that when you do resume putting calories in your body, that food is going to taste amazing. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. It's like, what a, what a, what a gift you, I just got healthy and food gets to taste even better. You betcha. Yes. So obviously, like you said, definitely not if you're pregnant, Now, how would you like, how often do you recommend doing this? Um, Mm -hmm. How many days um, is it something that like you should prep for or, you know, because if someone's just going from eating like a standard American diet to then just like fasting and going back to it, is there like just a couple things? So people, because there's a lot of talk on just like daily intermittent fasting and things like that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that could negatively impact the menstrual cycle. So how, how, what does that look like? How do you recommend going about that? Well, I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting. I've been practicing it, the 16-hour-a-day fasting. I've been practicing it every day, virtually outside of a day here or there uh, for about six years now, six six or seven years. And does it work well for women of reproductive age? I I think it works beautifully. I I don't know that I would really be too concerned about uh, intermittent fasting for an expecting mom. Mm-hmm. Or, or a breastfeeding mom. These are different circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And I think at, at that point, I don't. I also don't advocate that moms just go, "Oh, well, you know, I can have as many bonbons as I want now." Yeah, right. I, I don't. Exactly. I don't think that's a good idea either. Me neither. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but I don't think you need to. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a good idea to necessarily lock yourself into a. a, a, a I'm only going to eat for eight hours every day kind of deal. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're growing a whole human being. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> happening there. And then if you're feeding that human being and that Ooh. human being still growing, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. For those situations, we just tell moms like, look, it's really important to be taking in omega-3 fatty acids, clean source, mm-hmm. really important to be bringing in lecithin, really important to be bringing in folic acid, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. um, the big players, but you know, it's all intertwined with what we already do, you know? 
know, right. if you're taking a, a, a multivitamin and therapeutic range, it's all that, most of that stuff's there. If you're taking in some green foods and some omega-3 fatty acids, and here's another important one, if you're making sure you're giving probiotics mm. uh, to yourself as well, you're going to, with bifidobacterium, especially bifidobacterium is the key there, that okay. things are going to be fantastic. Now, why do I say all that? Because there's this really beautiful phenomenon of you, Corinne, have you ever wondered how probiotics find their way into mother's milk? No, how? All right. Well, check this out. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen about the human body. Did you know that when a mom um, conceives and we get implantation of the embryo into the uterine lining, that there is a signal sent through the nervous system that, that stimulates beneficial bacteria in your microbiome, in your gut, to start going into the lacteals of the digestive tract. Wow, right away. Right away, marching up the lymphatic system and ultimately going into the breast milk. Wow. The the process has been documented by Stanford University and a couple other universities. It's called vertical transmission. And it's one of the, it's one of the, I mean, this is where you say like, there is a magic happening at all times. And it just happens and you don't even know. It's just doing its thing. It just does it. It's crazy. I I always wondered, I was like, because, you know, we would always tell moms, well, you got to breastfeed because you're going to get colostrum and you're going to get, you know, beneficial. This is how you set up a healthy digestive tract for your baby. And I'm like, well, it's milk is way up here. Right. And, and how did, you know, how, and then I read this study on it. And wow. I was just, Whoa. What That's a cool insane. thing. It is vertical oh transmission. God. Wow. I love that. Oh my God. There's literally there's so many things to talk about. Okay. So I, I want to touch on two more things, but I want to respect your time. So one is while we're just kind of on this pregnancy thing, before we go into the COVID thing, obviously we talk about plant-based nutrition and there's a lot of people that will talk about with pregnancy or even just like fertility related that you have to have a heavy meat diet, heavy organ meat diet, all these things. Um, so do you recommend a plant-based diet while pregnancy? Is it safe to do so? Like, what are your like quick thoughts on that? I can only share with your audience what I've seen clinically. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of babies running around this planet after mama and papa decided to do some cleansing. Mm. All right. Um, and almost spontaneously, I, I now do a warning every time we're doing a cleansing <laughs> class for folks and just say, look, just understand you are going to be more fertile, yeah. you know, <laughs> once you get your body really clean. All right. That's <laughs> how my son came into this world. There's a yes. bunch of kids roaming around that I was, <laughs> I was cleansing the mom or cleansing the mom and the dad. And then it just happened. Yeah. Um, so really what it comes down to when we're talking about um, being f- fertility, you know, mm-hmm. sure, there can be issues of sperm motility. And we talk about, you know, the necessity of zinc. Uh, in that process and, mm. and uh, fr- uh, fructooligosaccharides in that process, you know, um, you know, you can certainly improve that. But really what it comes down to, in my opinion, for, for fertility is cleanliness of the of the cell. Mm. And so if you've spent some time cleansing, especially for women, liver cleansing, getting yes. the, in, in Chinese medicine, there, there seems to be such an incredible link between the health of the liver and the, the and the health of the female reproductive system. Mm. You know, I've seen, I've, I've had patients where we've, um, completely cleaned out their liver and during the process they've completely eradicated chocolate cysts 
on the ovaries and and mm. multiple cysts and things like that. We've seen that pretty consistent. And that was that, that was very early on in my career and it was very encouraging about what we were doing yeah. that there is this incredible connection between cellular cleanliness and the overall functioning of uh of the reproductive uh system for the female body. So like for like endometriosis, for example, when I hear endometriosis, my first thought is liver. We got to get that liver healthy. We got to get that yes. liver cleaned out. Um, and and there's and typically what's going on there is that this just a bioaccumulation of of xenoestrogen compounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and typically you start getting into people's history and what do you start hearing? They like having plug-in um, air fresheners. That's a great way to get solvents chemicals. in the body, chemicals mm. for for uh, xenoestrogens. You'll see a lot in the in the cosmetics as well. You yeah. know, where it's just a lot of xenoestrogens, and then you put those things together: the smell goods and the and the look goods mm-hmm. with the with the taste good stuff, the fast food and everything. Now you got constant inundation of the system of the, of the, of the human body um, with chemicals that act estrogenically and in acting estrogenically can really throw off the reproductive cycle. It still blows my mind, Corinne, how many women don't know what day one of their cycle really is. Oh, that's why I'm preaching about it on this podcast. I'm like, this is what day one is. This is how you track. Because we never learned it in school. It's it's a crime. It's crazy. It's It's a crime at this point. We do not teach people about their bodies, Mm -hmm. let alone how to take care of their bodies, because we want them to be at a deficit of education yeah. so that they are then in need of people who have a greater understanding of their body. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell this to your audience. No one should have a better understanding of your body than you. Preach. No one. Mm. Right? Yes. Right? So, so that's what I do. I, I like to help people understand their bodies so that you can be in full control of it. And what that does is it removes 90% at least of the little things that we worry about. Most of the stuff people worry about aren't even need to, they don't even need to worry about. It's just your body talking to you and it's just saying, Hey, I need you Mm -hmm. to drink less Coke. Hey, I need you to not put and not put so much makeup on every day. Hey, I need Mm -hmm. you to, to fast here and there. You know, there's really five things the body needs every day. I've been teaching on this recently too. Body needs purification. You got to wake up and poop. All right. Mm -hmm. We got to get the waste out. The body needs movement every day. You got to move that body. We weren't designed to be trees. We were designed with limbs that move. We got to move them because that pumps all the lymphatic and gets your, keeps your immune system engaged. Mm -hmm. We got to be hungry before we eat, Mm -hmm. right? This thing, people wake up, start putting calories into their body. It's a terrible, it's a terrible idea for the healthy human body. Then we have to actually nourish the body. And just because you've eaten something doesn't mean you've nourished it. All right. Fast food ain't going to get it done. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly, we need to rest. We need to rest slash meditate. When you do those five things every day and give the body what it needs every day, it gives you back tenfold, you know, and I think that's been the secret to my success. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, now five decades on this planet. You know, Amazing. And, I mean, you would never know. It's wild. Yeah, I think I'm doing something right. I feel like yeah, I'm exactly. I feel like I can finally say that it's you're doing a genes, lot right. Yeah, doing a couple things right. So exactly. Um, so so overall, plants during pregnancy are a good thing. <laughs> Being plant based is great during why, pregnancy. Why would we not want antioxidants and yeah, fiber exactly. and all these phytonutrients going? We were designed we just to bust this myth. 
but yes. we gotta, but we gotta say organic. Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Always organic. I'm always, always talking about that. I'm like, if you're having a nice spinach salad with tomatoes and whatever, and it's not organic, you're just loading yourself up with pesticides. So we got to make sure that's organic. Right. Um, pesticides that are going to impact fertilization and impact fertility and also impact um, just the health and development of, of the, of the baby. I mean, folks, yes. When you look up, when you go to the International Agency uh, for Research on Cancer, the IARC, you will see how many things that we say are safe for humans are actually very toxic mm -hmm. for women, for moms who are expecting and moms who are breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And sad to say, we do have confirmation now, Corinne, that, um, that uh, the mRNA sequences uh, from the shots do transfer through the uh, breast milk. Wow. Uh, and within 48 hours of a mom getting the shot. See, the thing that really sucked about that little thing that I got to throw this out, I would, I would be, it would be irresponsibly not to say this. Yeah. It, the thing that really pissed me off about the whole approving moms and, and breastfeeding moms, uh, expecting moms and breastfeeding moms to, to get these shots. The COVID shots. The, the COVID, because there was never one test done on an expecting mom or a breastfeeding mom to do this. Everything we've learned since we've we learned has been through horror right yes. everything we've learned has been through loss through malformation through death everything we've learned has been through that process so they experimented in, on all these moms and all these babies and it's really deplorable when you get down to it yeah well yeah let's let's close on that let's talk about that for a second because i can't have you here and not talk about that and then we'll wrap this up because i know i want to respect your time but as Quickly as you can summarize it, you have done thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of research since 2020 on COVID and now on the vaccines. Like you said before, we have done more than you've ever desired to do. So when it comes to COVID and, um, you know, a lot of people are scared into, especially when they're pregnant, the doctors will tell you it's worse for you to get COVID when you're pregnant than it is for you to get the shot. Um, so what are your, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Mm -hmm. So if calm people's minds of say they are pregnant and they get COVID, like how can they support themselves? Or is it the worst thing ever if you're pregnant and you get it? Like what, what is your take on all of this? Well, we, we've had a breakthrough in the last couple of weeks, right? And some of this is from the work of Dr. Ryan Cole. I think I would encourage every mom to check out what uh, Dr. Jim Thorpe is saying now as well. These are folks that you can really trust what they're saying. Um, essentially, what's happening in the body is that it's not a spike protein. It's a spike glycoprotein. Glyco really means carbohydrate, sugar, and it makes things really sticky. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you probably remember in 2020, people were getting COVID and it didn't matter how much oxygen they were giving. They couldn't keep their oxygen levels up, things like that. You, everybody's probably heard of somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Well, now we really know why. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't see this because the first time I realized it was a glycoprotein was April of 2021, but I didn't really pay it any mind until I started seeing some live blood cell analysis of, of clumps of red blood cells um, together. Mm. A glycoprotein um, it means that it can create a, a phenomenon on red blood cells called glyco uh, not glycolysis, glycosylation, mm. right? And that's usually associated, Corinne, with people with elevated blood sugars, uh, diab diabetics, prediabetics, um, you know, things like that, metabolic syndrome folks. 
And the phenomenon that's happening in the bloodstream is if this is a red blood cell, and if you're seeing this on a video, and this is a red blood cell, um, they're supposed to be separate with space around them so that they can maximize the surface area on both sides to grab oxygen and bind up carbon dioxide and deliver oxygen to the cells and deliver carbon dioxide to the lungs to get rid of it. It's, it's a very essential process, right? Mm. Well, when a, a red blood cell glycos glycosylates, then on the outside surface, what you get is a, a stickiness, a sugar that's kind of on there, right? Mm. And so what happens is they start sticking together and they start clumping together. And as soon as red blood cells start sticking together and clumping together, what happens is now surface area is gone. And now there's surface area that's supposed to be available for gas exchange is now no longer available. Mm. So you can be shoving oxygen, ventilating oxygen, you know, you can be shoving it down somebody's throat for all you want. The red blood cells don't, don't have the surface area to bind that oxygen. So the blood, the, the O2 saturation levels won't go up. Okay. So you have to make them unsticky. You have to you have to unstick them, right? Okay. You have to, uh, you have and to how do we do that? A stickifies thing. So, <laughs> so this is where this is what we know how to do. This is what what gets so exciting about this now. Why I'm so excited. Why we're seeing some consistent results now with severely injured people. Now, doesn't mean we'll get full recovery or, or back or to where they were before. There's a lot of variables in. But and you're saying that these this this stickiness is happening from people who have taken the COVID shot is what you're saying, right? Right. Not we, just who get COVID. Right. So it's okay. happening. It's well, it's happening in both situations. Okay. But in the situation where a person contracted COVID, um, it's it's not going to happen for very long. Okay. And the immune system ultimately is going to be able to handle that. Okay. Okay. In the people who've gotten the shots and been genetically modified, because not everybody who's gotten the shots has been genetically modified. Mm. But when we go to Lund University study earlier this year in 2022. Um, they confirmed that within six hours, the mRNA sequences can reverse transcribe into DNA and then upload into a person's DNA, especially if that person is MTHFR positive. Mm. If they, if, so, so when you're MTHF part, MTHFR positive, there's two very important things that are, that your body has, your cells have a challenge doing. Number one is detoxifying through the methylation pathway. So that usually means that... Um, usually means that estrogen is going to build up for the woman. And that's where you start seeing endometriosis and, and things like that going on. Mm. Right. The second thing though, is at the DNA level, it leaves the DNA un, uncurled and really exposed for injury oh, and, okay. or, or genetic modification. So, so if somebody knows that they're MTHFR positive, um, you know, they're the people who are most likely modified by the shots if they mm. got the shot, right? So mm. that would that'd be my whole, my first and foremost thing with people is these, these shots should, should have never been allowed on the market because it was all fraud with the clinical trials. Um, mm -hmm. And we know that I've been teaching on that for over a year now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but the, the, the deal is this, you know, when we, when we talk to a mom, um, my advice to, I, I can't, I can't tell anybody what to do. It's an infringement on people's freedom. Of course. But I can't tell you what I would do if, if, uh, you know, my girl was, was pregnant or considering getting pregnant, mm -hmm. it's an absolute no to the shots. Absolute mm -hmm. no for, for this reason alone. Um, there was no testing done on the effect upon moms or any teratogenic effects, you know, leading to congenital abnormalities or, or miscarriage or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then the studies that did come out with, with something about them were horrific. 
mm. um, showing, you know, like uh, the CDC reported, I think it was Tom B- Shimabukuru was the lead author on this report, but it showed in first trimester, I think an 82.6% um, loss. Uh, and I know it was over 80. It might've been 82.4 and somebody I could see somebody fact checking me. It wasn't 82.4. <laughs> so, um, but and it this showed... is for people that got the shot before this they were even for... pregnant. This is for women that got the shot. I don't know if it was prior to pregnancy or, or at the during. time or during, Okay, but it, it definitely leads to miscarriage. And if you listen to Jim Thorpe's work, it definitely leads to congenital malformations. Mm. If you go to Varus, it's confirm, confirmed a huge number of congenital malformations, you know, mm-hmm. birth defects. So, you know, so it, there's just no reason for it, particularly when we understand that um, the recovery rates are 99.9% in, in people who have these right. things going on. So how do we keep these red blood cells separate? Well, it's actually very easy. Mm-hmm. Mitochondrial nutrients, so multivitamin. Here we that go. helps out, right? <laughs> um, but also vitamin E. And we know from the CDC mm-hmm. that Americans are by and large, 84% of Americans are deficient in minimal levels of vitamin E. But mm-hmm. I, vitamin E kind of helps keep everything separate, right? Mm. Um, additionally, uh, chlorophyll is fantastic for increasing binding capacity. There's a, I just interviewed John Hewlett, who's the creator of Cardio Miracle, uh, which is a fantastic product um, uh, uh, with L-arginine. You know, you learned about that mm-hmm. in school, right? With For vasodilation. And, and what he described was that, though, in order to achieve vasodilation, that we need to create nitric oxide in the, in the body. And that's something that the body makes when you take in L-arginine and the stuff in Cardio Miracle. But mm. he described it really cool. He described it as nitric oxide is the spark of life wow. in the human body. It's what helps ensure ex- gas exchange, getting rid of carbon dioxide and, and lighting the fire, if you will, of oxygen so it can be turned into energy in the body, right? It's this, mm. the body is phenomenal. So I, I, I think for a lot of moms out there, a lot of expecting moms or, or women that want to become expecting moms and mm-hmm. you're working at it, number one, keep working at it. That's always the best part early on. All right. <laughs> and, and number two, you know, trust yourself, trust what you know. If, if a doctor is trying to force you in and bully you and it doesn't feel right, have the courage to say no, have the courage to um, engage what is called the Patient Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, in the American Medical Association. That's uh, section 1.1.3, subsection D. You can look this up, which says you have a right to agree to or refuse any recommendation by a doctor. They do not yes. have the right. And it is unethical for a doctor to bully you, to say mm-hmm. that if you don't do something, your child is going to die and to mm-hmm. use fear as a tactic for coercion. These are all unethical practices. And I would say to you also, if you're really concerned, bring your husband with you because mm-hmm. doctors, especially male doctors, are much less apt to say something ridiculous to an expecting mom when dad is on the scene. I've it's seen it happen so over insane, and over again. But it's true. But it's true. So it is, yeah. Trust your intuition above all. Mm-hmm. You are mama. You know what that baby needs and what that baby doesn't need better than anyone will ever know. Mm-hmm. And you, there is no reason to bring an experimental product that is unnecessary into your body to affect your pregnancy. Trust yourself. Trust your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Trust that God has given you this gift. 
mm-hmm. of of bringing a new life into this world because he knew you were going to make the right decisions with this new life. Mm, right? I love that. Okay. And so if someone um, is listening and they're like freaking out because maybe they're pregnant and they got the shot, would right. you recommend them, you know, doing these things like you said, like maybe the vitamin E, the chlorophyll, or spirulina or something like to just help support that or certain things that you would recommend if they already did get it and now they're nervous about it? Sure. Well, uh, the first thing I would say to anybody who's already gotten the shot is, is, is this. You were lied to by the greatest liars who have ever lived. Do not take that as you doing something wrong. All right. You should be able to trust your government when they tell you something. You should be able to trust people of repute or apparent repute. Um, And you should be able to trust that your children are not targeted. And unfortunately, we don't live in that world right now. All right. So it's not your fault. Okay. Mm -hmm. So don't put that burden. Don't put that stress. Don't put that guilt trip on yourself. Moms. I will see, I I see this happen all the times. Moms are the best guilt trippers (laughs) in the world. Stop. Don't do that. That all right. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. All people are doing is asking you to love your baby. That's all Mm -hmm. right. And if you got Mm -hmm. that, then you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Number two, though, what I would say to folks that got the shot that are worried is if you got the shot and you're worried and you're worried about conception, especially Mm -hmm. if you're showing some adverse events, I think it's important to get your body right first and go through the process of getting the energy production, getting the cells detoxed, fasting and learning how to do this. Go through the process, get your body prepared to go full term. Mm -hmm. If you're already pregnant, um, (laughs) my advice to you would be, please, no more shots. Yeah. Right. No boosters, <laughs> no boosters, nothing. And I think Americans have gotten it because only 11, supposedly 11, as many as, as much as 11% of Americans have gotten boosters. I think that's way too high. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just no, no more. You don't need them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They get in the way and your baby doesn't need the hep B damn shot as soon as the baby comes out of the womb. So, and the Ridiculous. baby doesn't need vitamin K shot either. You know, mm-hmm. educate yourself on what's actually in these shots and what those things do and Mm. then make your decisions accordingly from there. Not because some doctor in a white coat didn't do that, but then wants to bully you with a a repeated ridiculous line with no evidence, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Exactly. No, they aren't. No, they aren't. Are there any books that you would recommend on like child vaccine or anything? Oh, for sure. Um, There's a couple we use in our our Vax 101 course. Yes. Um, Which I took, which was amazing. Yeah. Miller's review of critical vaccine studies is what we use as the formal textbook. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a really good fact base. Um, Of course, you can always go to Suzanne Humphrey's um, Dissolving Illusions is is another just monumental book in the process. But um, I, I think what we have to do is we have to really step back and and ask some important questions. Like my question when my son was coming out was, um, does he, does he use drugs and it, does, <laughs> does he walk the streets at night and looking, <laughs> looking for a fair, you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I was, why do they need this? I was like, no, he doesn't do any of those two things. So I don't <laughs> literally just came out. Any, I don't think hep B is going to be something <laughs> that he's going to have to worry about. And they go, well, well, your, 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 the, your mom, the mom could have it. I'm like, yeah, well, why don't you test her for hep B? And oh, we're not going to do that. So this isn't about exactly. health and safety or my baby or, or his mom. Mm-hmm. This is about you towing a line for a pharmaceutical industry so that mm-hmm. they can profiteer off of our children. Yes. Thank you. No. Right. 
Exactly. No, what, I, what I will self I say for your audience, Corinne, I'm going to send you an image. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. this was, a, this is a picture's worth a million words. When you see this, it's a little baby in a, and showing you all the shots that that baby is going to get before the baby's 18. It is insane. It's insane. It. Okay. Oh. So look, listen, my son, I'm going to tell your audience, my son is now 17, right? Wow. He had, he had one shot his entire life. Cause his mama snuck him into a, a pediatrician and I went <laughs> And I was, I, I actually did something I shouldn't have done, but I went in and I threatened that pediatrician. <laughs> um, once it was done, I said, if you ever touch my son again, I will find you. Right. <laughs> because that's what a dad is supposed to do. We're supposed yes. to say, Hey, you're trying to hurt Protect. my kid. Nope. That's not happened. Mm-hmm. So my son has missed in his entire life, a grand total of five days of school. All five of them came in one week when there was a bad flu going around and I just kept him home. He could have gone the last two days. I just said, you know what? You're third grade or fourth grade. You're not going. Right. Right. This is what's possible when you use nutrition and love as the foundation for raising your children instead of the pharmaceutical industry. Your children don't have to be profit centers for an industry that doesn't give a damn about them and is in all truth doing everything they can to ensure that your child is sick so that they have a lifelong customer. Mm. You as a mom owe it to your children, all right, your entire family to make sure you do your own research and make your own decisions based upon facts, not fear. They Mm. prey upon fear. They can't deal with facts, be a mom that lives in facts. And you will find that there are a lot of moms out there just like you that have said no to something that clearly is not in their children's best interest. Oh, I love that. And I'll put those books in the show notes for anybody who's interested in reading them. Cause it's really important. Like you said, to just like learn about it. Cause we don't learn about it and it's really important to learn about it. So Neither do doctors, Corinne. You know that. I've taught you that too. The doctors aren't taught about vaccines and what they do either. Or nutrition. Or nutrition. (laughs) God forbid anyone asks like, well, what are you eating? Um, Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, for your expertise. This was absolutely amazing. I could talk to you for seven more hours, but I'm so grateful for you. All the work that you're always doing for the Energetic Health Institute. I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. Um, I will talk in the intro about the deal that we're going to be having um, for anyone who is interested in going through that cellular program or for joining the Energetic Health Institute because I always get questions about it. So I will talk all about that. Um, I really, really appreciate you. Um, I respect you so much. And I'm so grateful to have had you on the show. Oh, Corinne, it is a treat to be here. You're giving me one of the great gifts of my lifetime, seeing my graduates out there doing great things in the world. And I want you to know that I am very, very proud of you and everything you're doing to make the world an amazing place. Thank you so much, Dr. H. I appreciate you so much. I really hope that you loved that episode. I know it was a long one. If you are still here listening, thank you so much. I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. And again, if you are interested in learning more about cellular healing and you want to take the course in the Energetic Health Institute, The Art of Cellular Healing, again, you get $100 off when you use code CORINNE100. All of the information will be in the show notes. Thank you for sticking around for this episode. I hope you loved it. As always, I appreciate you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.
Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.